Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out MariaMenunos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yes, we are... Not in Russia, but the show was Welcome After Buzz TV fans. This is the Limitless After Show. As you know from watching, Brian takes a little a day trip. Well, a little vacay in, <laughs> in Russia. Hence the anthem right there. Very powerful stuff. This is episode 18. Welcome, guys. I'm your lead host, JB Zimmerman. You guys can follow me at Hey John Blake alongside the full panel. Frank, how are you? Good, good. Amanda. To be here. Hello. Hi, guys. I'm, Introduce yourselves. Sure, I'm Frank Maroney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go Frank M. And I'm Amanda. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Amanafta31. Nice, nice. Well, before we jump into the episode, uh, there's a lot of Piper to talk about, right, Amanda? Your favorite. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the Piper, totally Team Piper now. Yeah. I'm there. Well, yeah, is I'm it, on there. Is it Team Briper? Are we calling it <laughs> I think it would Pipe be, I think Pan? What are we? What are you gonna go? Pipe Pan. Pipe Pan. Brian. 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 I like Briper. Team Brian. Yeah. Partial Briper, but it's okay. It's okay. Okay, we fine. Can, we, can do, we can call it what you want to call it. <laughs> if you'd like. Well, uh, well, that's up for debate. Let's keep let's keep the discussion going. It's gonna be an ongoing thing. Right, now you guys are are. Um, Listening, watching out there, please tweet out at us. Use the hashtag ABTVLimitless. Rate and review the show. Comment on YouTube. What do you think the new relationship should be called? And do you guys think it's better than Brecca? Ooh. I don't want to talk about it. I definitely I know do, we have to talk. Actually, spoiler, we do want to talk about it's it. better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get in, too deep into the show, I do want to talk about something that's groundbreaking in the AfterBuzz studio. Uh, a new show called The Tomorrow Show was just released. It started yesterday. Last night was the first show. So if you guys are curious about celebrity boyfriends, midlife crises, crises, I don't know, plural for that, uh, enjoy hearing stories about just behind the stuff that's going on in Hollywood, or just amused by TV and movie quotes uh, that get festive around those um, references then you guys are going to love this show. It's called The Tomorrow Show. It's hosted by Kevin Ondegaro, who is now recently engaged to Maria Woo-hoo, Menounos. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. He's a huge part of AfterBuzz. Um, he's the founder he is. of AfterBuzz. Well, yeah, co-founder. Co-founder. co-founder with, with his with now fiancé, yeah. Maria. Uh, but they're awesome. You know, it's, a, it's one of his shows that he does with a few other AfterBuzz alums. Um, 
Roxy Stryer and a- Ashley Daniels. They're great. Frank, you saw the show. Yeah, I watched it last night. It's it's certainly different. It's an interesting thing. And for those of you out there who don't know Kevin Undergaro and haven't had a chance to listen to him, he has a wealth of knowledge about the way things work in Hollywood. He has great stories. Um, I like. Oh yeah. You know, does. once a year we do a seminar here at you know After mm-hmm. Buzz. We all come and, and he talks to us about direction. And I'm always fascinated to hear him tell stories. And uh, like you said, Roxy and Ashley are, are great on the show. And Lauren Lagrasso is in the background too, having a lot of fun they, they seem to really enjoy uh what they're doing and, and it's an interesting concept I, I really liked it watching it last night definitely with yeah it's, i mean it's a cool um group to sort of see their perspective on things obviously um i don't know fans of, of ashley and roxy know their style but to see kevin um on a show about something he knows so much about like you said uh he's really a huge inspiration that we have here at after buzz and you know he's a, he's a well-established producer um Obviously got <laughs> got Maria's eyes as well. Yeah, so well, Maria, last know. night on the show, Maria told the story about her fertility treatments that she's going oh, through. Oh wow! In oh. graphic detail. <laughs> just thought, so yeah, I mean, know, there's a lot of groundbreaking uh, gossip and, and yeah. stuff that's going on. But uh, if you guys want to tune into that, watch it live on After Buzz on Monday and Thursday nights, seven to nine Pacific time. Um, or on thetomorrowshow.com. You guys can sub- subscribe and download free on iTunes or go to thetomorrowshow.com for more info. Check awesome. it out. They have awesome costumes, too. They do. They do. <laughs> they Again, they get festive. They do get festive. Um, speaking of festive, Brian, in this episode, got really into the Russian culture, mm-hmm. uh, which is drinking. Uh, <laughs> drinking vodka, exactly. <laughs> Specifically, it's very, it's the beverage of the country, which I approve of. Um, <laughs> As do I. I love how they do this whole play on drunk history. I mean, it was it, uh, the show, Drunk History. Um, you know, they did a bit like a, four shots in. Like, first, he, he's not about to take the drink. Then he kind of gets like pressure, peer pressured a little bit by um, this very intimidating Russian guy, um, who I can only assume is like a mobster. Um, but drinks with him. Four shots later, he's telling the whole story again. I love in this drunk history style where he's narrating, but we have all the other actors um, improving, like acting to his narrative. Which oh, was really fun. It's perfect. It's so funny. Their yeah. facial expressions were hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, he, like, for some odd reason gave Nas, like, a weird accent thing. Yeah. She kept saying, like, yeah. And like, Sansa's accent was perfect. Yeah, Sansa's like, pretty good. like, hello, I'm Sansa. It was perfect. <laughs> I could only imagine what the actors had to go through. Like, he obviously recorded it all first, and then they right. had to play back. But it must have just been, like, like, I could just see some people being, like, really? Yeah. Like, this is what you did for, for, this, for this little, like, snippet? I just... I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode for the reasons the drunk history shout out, but also, and I've been talking about this for weeks. This show has enough on its own in its main characters that you don't have to go off on all these tangential stories about cases of the week. There's enough there to dig into each one of these characters and what's going on, going to Russia, and primarily having this be about Brian and Piper. But then at the same time, what's going on at the CJC, too, it, it's all of these characters that are existing here. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more interesting when we have the characters that we know already, that we have an opinion about, and we see something new from them. 
And I, I have to say, this is one of my favorite episodes by far. Hmm. Yeah, this was a fun one. And again, I agree with you, Frank. I really appreciate when they dig deep. Yeah. You know, we there. It's not like Game of Thrones, which we'll get into. <laughs> <laughs> heavy, guess, heavy on the references there. Had a little guest spot. Um, where there's like so many characters where they like go off and they never come back. Like, this is a perfect amount i feel like of freshness where we were with ryan and piper in russia for the basically the whole episode I and mean, we had flashes back to you know the reality in america sort of meanwhile but it felt so new and it felt like like you know we never really it wasn't like a procedural throwaway thing it was so much further than that like again being New, like Piper, we haven't seen in many, many episodes. Mm-hmm. Thank God she's much bad. to our detriment. Yeah, I know, so it's, it's good. It's a sad time, Frank. <laughs> right, Amanda? I you like agree. her now. Maybe it was the red wig. I don't know, <laughs> but I like her now. <laughs> she's a the blonde think, thing. You're not having like a bonding. I don't know. Like I just that? don't like blonde. Really? I mean, who uh, likes blondes, honestly? Well, apparently. I do. I, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> None of us. We. Yeah. I guess if you're listening, you can't see that I am blonde. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But Self self hating a little bit, man. <laughs> no, I just I liked her this episode. Nice. Well, yeah, she, she's great. That's okay, she's okay. wonderful. Guys. She's lovely. She's, she's lovely. smart. Well, and uh, a true and she's real sexy. chemistry between Brian, a, a legit love interest for him. We're not really guessing as we are with Rebecca, mm-hmm. as to what Piper's true feelings are. We see them having a fun week together um, in the, the lead-up to the breaking in and getting the plant extract that they need to make the rest of the shot. But it was relationship-building and, and a character that we already knew, so there weren't these, you know, a bunch of people that I kind of need to keep track of, and then you only know them as, oh, the bank guy, or, oh, right. you know, the, the guy who's on the FBI's most wanted list. Right. You can't remember those people. You know, we know Finch's dad. We know his mom and Rachel, the little rat out there. You know, Rachel. And and so when the the episodes connect this way, it it enhances my viewing of the show. Of course. Um, and it makes me look forward to next week. I'm looking forward to see what happens to him next week. And it, this is in spite of uh, Bradley Cooper coming back as Edward Mora. There's enough there just with the organization being present and the goal of trying to remove yourself from the shot and, and the constant need of being Sans's puppet that the show can stand on its own and I think tonight it did that no exactly and and even the action throughout I thought was um, sort of I love I don't know if you guys remember alias it kind of reminded me of, of that show where they were sort of in disguises it was it was much more of a secret agenty James Bond or like triple x type of feel um to this episode i mean totally especially agree. like in the in the like russian like like mob setting yeah <laughs> uh, it made me think of mission impossible ghost protocol when um tom cruise and a uh, paul Patton are in you know a party right. scene and they're mm-hmm. trying to deceive the the host of the party so yeah it, it rang true it felt very much like a spy thriller in a way mm-hmm. um which was a lot of fun. and a little bit of romance like i love yeah, when they exactly. had their week off and it was so cute when he was pushing her in the snow and they were having like a little romance i was i found myself <laughs> smiling i was so excited that's great because you never see that you that's never true. Ju- like with with rebecca it's always kind of like we can tell they care about each other but there's no there's no flirtation like Nate, not 
I can't talk. Naz's daughter. We didn't say anything. Well, hang on now. Okay, <laughs> let's not speak blasphemy about Naz's daughter. I'm just saying she it was is... not the same as Miss Piper. She. That's true. Good point, Amanda. She's no. She's no Piper. Frank. I'm sorry. I'm gonna listen, have to disagree listen, with you on, on this. She didn't get a lot of. Okay, she got one episode, which was totally unfair. <laughs> And uh, maybe she'll come back for season two. Uh, we'll bring her back later. But uh, to, to, to expand on Amanda's point, there were layers to this episode right. that mm-hmm. allowed us to take a break from the action and experience the romance that was going on between the two characters and the chemistry that was happening between them. But then the, the ultimate goal of this whole mission... Right, you know, to further the spy language is that they need to be free of the Mora organization. They have a shared goal, experiences, and ultimately at the end of the episode, she decided to come back and save him. Right. And that's why I think they, again, work so well as characters. Obviously, there's the chemistry we can talk about, but I feel like, you know, in the writing, sort of them as people fit much better than Brecca, yeah. just because it's... It, doesn't have the whole like work dynamic and hierarchy that gets in the way. I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, Brian could have feelings for Rebecca, but she's basically his boss. Like if you know, if or when anything happens between them, like there's going to be some massive issues. Right. We can skip all that with with, um, with Brian and Piper, and that's what's cool is like they are both in it because they want to be mm-hmm. like it's not like oh i'm contracted by you and and i need you for the nct it's like this is something we both want on like a, a separate level plus they're really able to appreciate each other's intellect and and strength you know the fact that they got to work together and like crack this whole co- code and, and create this plan i mean brian alone was able to to break her out of prison um, by calling in a favor to George R. R. Martin. That was an interesting side twist. Um, but hold on. As a fan of Game of Thrones myself, right. I don't want to know the ending. Like, what, when she said that, he's like, oh, now you can know the ending of everything. Like, no, well, I don't no, want to I mean, I, experience I, I, the, oh, oh, Jesus. The I just whole, spilled it everywhere. Well, but now he can take bets on things and win money and do stuff like that. That's what um, he's trying to do. Well, no, I mean, I I don't know if I would want to be told from. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm still. There's no way. You still on the fence. Sold. Didn't that just happen? Because it's it's so it's such a good show. I, I feel like I'd want to experience it through show, the show. Great books. But I mean, think about think about the books. Like the people. Thank you. Sorry, I had I had an accident. <laughs> People in the studio. <laughs> I am not allowed to have nice things, and this is why. Um, By the nice pe- no, the people who read the Game of Thrones books. Sorry, we're taking a complete sidebar to Game of Thrones, but it needs to be done. No, it needs to be done because um, Game of Thrones is. Um, well, no, I mean, yeah. Do you think the people that read the books are spoiling it because they get like it before the show, technically? I think so, in a way. I've I've read ahead in the book, so I knew kind of what was coming in the last season of Game of Thrones. But now we're in brand new territory, right? So I actually am not reading. The, the books anymore because I want to be surprised by the show because the show is I mean so the show good. is very good but the show has gone off book now so there's no complete guarantee that you're going to get the same thing that's same true ending. they have gone off in their own direction anyway we're, we'll talk okay about we have de- derailed a little <laughs> yeah. bit let's back back to Lemonis <laughs> yeah. although I mean through no fault of her own, they've right, integrated they both shows <laughs> they brought it which up. is good I mean I I love Game of Thrones and I love that 
this show is pop culture enough and they're able to do that turnaround so fast. I mean, I, they must have known the air date would be before Game of Thrones does come back in, in April. Uh, so I love that they are hitting on that. Like, it's a lot of different things. Drunk History has, you know, is, is a recent show and, like, a fresh kind of idea. I love how they're being more modern about everything. And, you know, again, I think it just contributes to how fun of a show this is to watch. Like, it's talking about other shows that I like. Yeah, it, it seems that the creative team and the producers have a love of television and it seems... A lot of episodes this season were sort of theme episodes. We had the um, the graduate episode. Um, we've had the one that was very comic book related, you know, sort of Tarantino style. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they they do a lot of shout outs to different styles of TV and TV making, and and they they threw a big shout out to Game of Thrones. I can remember some Entourage references from yeah, yeah. Yes. They, um, they that also, was great. When um, real quick before I forget on that note, because Brian had a, a good quote from Airplane when he was yeah. kind of debating with himself um, after he took the the pill to find Piper when he only had two left. He was like. Um, talking about like oh yeah Shirley that doesn't mean anything he's like oh yeah it does but don't right. call me Shirley right classic line the classic so line, he, yeah. I love how again they're they're both modern and sort of paying homages to to the older TV and 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 movie cinema too mm-hmm. they should go on this tomorrow show <laughs> and it also shows that they don't take it too seriously which why like I love that this is a drama but it's not so dramatic especially with the landscape of television right now and how so many things are so dramatic right. like Fargo and Breaking Bad and things like that this is kind of nice it's like lighthearted it's not a comedy obviously but it's a lot more lighthearted than, uh, than yeah. some of the crazy things that are happening on right. television right now oh, and, sp- and speaking of your point there Brian playing the his little tambourine or yeah. whatever the uh, <laughs> yes the, 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 the Russian ukulele the Russian ukulele <laughs> That was hilarious I and funny, that. and I was yeah. laughing out loud at that. <laughs> That's just, what I'm saying. Like, this show tell. makes you smile. It makes you smile. It Even does. when all this craziness is going on at the end of the day, yeah. I'm smiling. I will say that it, it makes me smile when the moments are organically created and not mm-hmm. manufactured. Um, Jake McDormand was just having a blast doing yeah. that scene. And yeah. you could see it, and he's just, like, giving, like, weird, like, looks to the camera. Yeah, he had the rose playing. in his mouth. Yeah, 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 the rose in his he mouth. He must be having a blast. Yeah. I would love to talk to him. So for this, you know, episode, you're right. I mean, it's a lot of fun, and the yeah. show can be a lot of fun, but then get back into the, you know, the the overarching story elements that we have each week. Right. Um, which I thought got really furthered. Um, in this episode tonight. Absolutely. I mean, one sort of meanwhile, again, back in America that we were tracking, obviously Nas is is pissed that Brian's gone. Um, You know, Mike and Ike pull Rebecca aside and they tell her about this whole Rachel thing Mm -hmm. and and how she's, um, you know, she told them that there's another agent. I don't know how much, if she went into descriptive detail with, with Ike, I guess. Or Mike, well, either like, of them, but she eventually at the end gives it all away to Ra- to Rebecca. Of course which, she does. If there's oh one thing we God. can count on, it's Rachel talking. Uh, I know. I literally our... the first wrote uh, note I wrote is Rachel equals worst. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of our listeners comment on our YouTube page that I want to shout out. Actually, a, a bunch of really good comments nice, nice. out there, really smart stuff. So I want to shout out a few people here. This is uh, John Dewey. 
He said, if I had a weasel for a sister like Rachel, I would disown her in a heartbeat. <laughs> Good call, <laughs> really Sarah. She, she is just the worst. Uh, another one, Michelle Fitzgerald said, I don't understand what Brian's family doesn't get about the fact that Brian now works for the FBI. There are some things that he can't tell them, and quite frankly, what he has in this house is none of his mother's or sister's business. Interesting. I like, I like that point a lot because you know we did have that scene tonight with Rebecca coming to Brian's house, seeing his family. His dad was obviously upset and kind of giving it to Rebecca about like how this is not right and, and how she can't guarantee that he's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have mixed feelings a little bit because on one hand he is working with the FBI and, and I feel like if you were a parent of someone who is in law enforcement or in national security or something like that, you have to accept that that's what they want to do and that's a risk that they are taking. Like you can't blame other people for your child's decision to kind of put their life on the line. Yeah. Um, at the same time, the situation isn't that black and white where Brian like signed up for the army or something. You know, he is a nice kid and he was sort of drawn into this because of NZT and, and that, I don't know, it really muddies the waters to, to figure out like who is right. Like, I mean, the FBI, FBI at the end of the day is giving Brian drugs every day <laughs> and basically forcing him to work with them. Like, I don't know how much he gets paid. It's probably some severance, but, And you a know. nice apartment in New York. Yeah, he's got a pretty good, pretty good place, and you know some protection. There's benefits. Yes. Yeah, like we. uh, And how much do his parents really know? Do they know the whole, the full story? Well, well? no, they don't. They're definitely in the dark. But I mean, that's what I mean. It's a lot of fear too. Well, there's one other comment that one of our listeners posted on the YouTube page that I thought was really prescient. He said, "This is Demetrius Barrett." He said, "One thing that really bugged me about Finch's mom's reaction." was that Brian was on NZT when he figured out what was wrong with his dad. She totally overreacted. So remember, Brian, you know, basically provided the diagnosis for his dad's original health issue at the beginning of this show. Which basically saved his life. Yes. So she probably doesn't know that, that that he was on NZT when he did it. But, you know, another really good comment from, from a listener out there. Um, nice. Yeah, that, that's really person. good. That's a really yeah. good um, spot. One last person I wanted to point out. Uh, this is Richard Strong. He said, Brian's family are acting as if NZT is some kind of typical addictive opiate. No amount of sharing and caring is going to solve the mess that he's in, and their ignorance has gotten them all into a lot of trouble. So Yeah. yeah. No, I, I second that. I think that there is a certain naiveness with the family that associate the drug with out knowing i mean granted there's not a lot of info out there just to like google because <laughs> eddie moore is probably like paid to get rid of all of that stuff on the right. web but yeah i feel like especially the mom you know was really judgmental no. not knowing what it was mm-hmm. um you know there are i mean adderall is a, a kind of a close analogy to use but there are my point is just that there are drugs that do help people in a variety of ways that aren't harmful. I mean, to say that, you know, they're doing this, these treatments for Brian and just be so close-minded to the possibility that it's uh, a benefit to, to either Brian or, 
or his health or, or, or anything could yeah. could even be a positive i think is pretty pretty narrow-minded um and, and you know makes me not like the character I think Honestly. a lot of it is fear, though. It's fear of the unknown. It's fear of something going on that you aren't aware of. Something going on with your son that you can't figure out and that you know you're not allowed to know about makes you, as a parent, just absolutely terrified. Right. So I think a lot of the anger and a lot of that's why they are being so... They're almost overreacting a bit. Yeah. Is because they're just... They're terrified. I mean, if I knew that my little brother was on some crazy drug, I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, and, I, would, I would freak out. Yeah, and it, it played into this episode with Brian's dad going ape yeah. all over Rebecca. That was a scene. Yeah. He was not having any of it. <laughs> he was not pleased. And yeah. for a good reason. And you know what? I wrote down this note after Nas was, came into the conference room to ask Boyle and Rebecca if there was anything new. Mm-hmm. You could kind of see it on her face, and it rung a bell in my head. So she must have been thinking it, too, that she was thinking back to her scene with Brian's dad about how he said, if you're ever... Right. If he's ever in danger, you know, you're going to hear from me. And as soon as she had that reaction that they had nothing new, I kind of felt like that came back for her, that scene. Uh, may have just been a personal reaction to the way I took her performance. Mm. But I I really think, and, and this is what's so interesting about the show, is the family element to it. Um, they're, they're genuinely concerned about his whereabouts. And his dad just shut everything down. It was totally distrustful of Rebecca. Um, probably to a fault because she genuinely genuinely loves Brian. I think I, I think it's not a too bold to say. No, I I agree with you. I mean, I was gonna go there um, as well just because we had that whole scene with Rebecca and Nas saying that like you've never taken a day off ever. We had yeah. to like force you when you were so deathly ill uh, to take a half day, and now she's taking time off. You know, that's huge yeah. for someone who has like a basic perfect attendance record to use time to kind of go rogue and 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 be uh sort of on the sidelines trying to figure this out and is, for someone is who crazy. feels betrayed just last week was so betrayed by him that she got right. him a new handler and now to be taking time off to go find him it just shows how much she really does care about him and that right. last week was almost a defense mechanism to get herself out of yeah i don't think she would have been able to handle yeah. going through that she's yeah. carrying a lot of guilt yeah in this episode she Nas spots it when they're talking about the vacation like you were saying JP. right yeah. but i wanted to see more from rebecca what did she do to try and get brian back other than kind of run around and try and talk to rachel uh and talk to the airlines that. and say i don't know when i'm traveling yeah yeah <laughs> it just wasn't quite enough of an effort but yeah. ultimately we are going to get brian back is with brand new information that is coming Rebecca's way. Right. Um, now that she knows that Brian is connected to Mr. Sands, yeah. it's going to change their relationship again. So you had, like you said, Amanda, you had Rebecca going from, you know, very defensive and pushing Brian away to then she realizes her maids, she made a mistake and wants him back. And now you have. This is what's so interesting. It's so well done, well crafted from the writing and the creative team. Now Brian's gonna come back, and she's gonna know he's. W- yeah, I know. Mr. It's Sands. completely, yeah. um, completely flip flop so many times, yeah. and now it's very uncertain. I was just uh, kind of picturing the the end call message that um, the voicemail that Brian leaves with Rebecca 
you know, as she's talking to his sister who's just giving everything away. Of like, course. how much things changed in an instant. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it'd be different if he had called and talked to her or something. But he, everything he was saying, like, I don't know if things are going to be okay when I come back. But I am coming back, and I think that we are going to be gonna be good. It, it's interesting because at that moment, like, bef- everything before... And leading up to that moment, it would have been fine if he came back. Like right. he literally would have had zero consequences, <laughs> yeah. and they would have been like, "Brian, oh God, thank God you're 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 safe." Um, but now, just as a marker of time, that's not the case. It's completely different. Like she now knows that he's connected to Sands. She's a smart person. She's going to add that up to to any more. I would. She already know. She already figured that Sands is connected to him. Uh, it is not looking good. Nope. You can always count on Rachel to... So yeah, to ruin everything. It's uh, crazy, though, because I always thought Rebecca would have figured it out herself in some way. It's interesting yeah. that they went the route of having the sister just spill the beans. I just... I mean, that's fine, but it was it was just... I really thought Rebecca was going to somehow figure it out. You know what? That's a great point, Amanda, yeah. because the past few episodes, we've seen little clues. And right, it started right. when Mr. Sands offered Rebecca a job. Right. And every sort of end of the episode, we get this cliffhanger where she gets another clue and another clue. And then we see her in a, a room with Eddie Moore clippings and uh, looks further into Mr. Sands. You're right. She seemed to be very close to figuring it out on her own. Yeah. And then they just yeah. bring in Rachel. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I think uh, she's I don't, I don't want to discount Rachel or sorry, Rebecca, because she's very smart. But I'm going to slightly disagree with you guys. I don't think she would have figured... I mean, she. it's easy as an audience member who know them as main characters to like, you know, kind of guesstimate, like, when is she going to figure out that Sans is connected to Brian? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in their reality, she's got a lot more on her plate that we don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's got, like, you know, mountains of suspects in every possible case. Like, she came across Sands once for um, a job that was sort of unrelated and didn't really have any connections to Brian. Like, we've sort of seen the breadcrumbs because we know that he, like, switched out the jacket with the button and stuff. But, like, she notices those things, but without that connection to Sands. Like, Mm -hmm. not knowing that he is sort of behind the scenes and talking to Brian. I mean, maybe she would have figured it out had she tailed Brian or something or had some surveillance with him but I feel like because of Rebecca's relationship with Brian she would never do that to I guess get that extra edge to figure it out I mean she was close she is very smart and like as soon as Rachel said British accent she had it so she you know she put it together very quickly I just don't think she would have jumped at the chance to be like Sands, that guy that like offered me a job, you know, would have is is working with Brian. I don't know. I think I still think she was close. Well, no, but, I, th- I think I, she's I close. I, I guess my point viewers. is more that I think her relationship with Brian blinds her sort of to right. to that a bit. Right. That is true. That is true. She's almost too close. Yeah. Exactly. Too close to exactly. really look at it from an objective standpoint. Yeah. Okay. But the comeuppance is here next yes. week. Yes. No, it's ha- like the cat's out of the bag. The cat's we out are... of the bag. We've got four episodes left in the season. Wow. And Man. yeah, Intense. so 
this was a big one. I mean, to for her to find out that he is in league with Mr. Sands, and also for Piper to say that she's probably one week away from having the enzyme yeah. or the shot ready, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge. But I mean, yeah. what's it's like a photo finish. What's going to happen first? Uh, because we also learned that. Uh, Sands now knows that Piper is still alive mm-hmm. when he and, and obviously Eddie Mora um, thought she had died. It's almost as if Brian's not going to have any allies anymore. He's walking back into a situation where everybody thinks he's playing for the other team. So Sands thinks he's with um, Piper. Um, Rebecca thinks he's with Sands. He's really not going to have anywhere to go right I mean does Rebecca trust him when he comes back from this trip when he disappeared didn't tell anybody and now she knows he's in with Mr. Sands they're not going to trust him with cases anymore it's yeah no I was about to say the kicker is now that he's in this pickle and because of that he's probably not going to get any more NZT yeah so (laughs) I made a connection too it does seem as though like because Rebecca last week was so like against him and she felt betrayed by him and then this week she kind of turned around I realized though it kind of makes sense with what he said last week about how she's an adrenaline junkie and she wants to like that's what though that's her addiction is right. trying to figure things out so I almost feel like maybe it wasn't so much about Brian it was just that she saw a moment of like going and helping and figuring something out and that's what she lives for yeah more I mean, than more than how much she cares about Brian mm-hmm. just a thought well, yeah, unlike, just came to me. unlike Brian, she signed up for this type of work from day one. Right. Like she has been groomed, like, her entire life to be this type of person. You know, Brian fell into it, like, a few months ago. So, <laughs> like, although, although he's found his groove, um, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a different type of mentality. Like, she literally lives to solve cases and, and put things together and... and and her father and everything that happened to right. him and him being an addict, of course, adds to that. But I don't know. For me, I just felt like it was so interesting that she went... She had such a 180 right. throughout the from last week. Like, last week, she's like, I want you out of my life, basically. And this week, she's taking a week off, which she's never done before, to go find him. Exactly. But maybe there's a little bit more to it than totally. just feelings. Well, I think a, an important distinction to make is that Brian can technically turn it off. Like, when he... When the 12 hours wears off, like, he is back to... Like pot smoking Brian and <laughs> would be right at home, like just chilling Netflix and chill, like all day. Yeah. Interesting. Rebecca though. like can't. Like she is that person. She it's her is life. that's who she is, like day in and day out. Right. To get back to your point about Brian being off NZT, there right. was a scene in this episode between Brian and Piper where they talked about going off NZT and running off together and living yeah. a life mm. of love yes. and poetry Man. and a cottage on the He sea. basically proposed. I mean, obviously not in a formal way, but like suggested a different path that they... Yeah, and I thought Piper's response was so spot on and, mm. and interesting. She I wrote said it down. That, well, you, then take you, it. No, no, you can say Please. it. Please. No, I'm just saying I wrote it down because it, it well, meant yeah, a lot uh, to me. What, what did she say? Yeah. She said, we have to be rational. Love has no place in that. Exactly. Well, and, and then the other it's thing cold she words, said. Piper. The other thing she said, though, was that. Um, you guys laughing. It threw me off. No, um, she also said that you can't go back to the life that you had before because now everybody knows about you being on this drug. Um, so it's not as if they can go back to the way things were before they came into right. this NZT world. world. Mm. 
Um, so I really liked that scene. It was poignant. It was interesting. It wasn't didn't feel forced at all. That the chemistry is real between the two characters, and she is very world aware yeah. of what's around her. And Brian is still has that naivete that we love about him. The 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 almost. Um, innocence that he has, the the boyish quality right. that we root for and we hope for, um, you know, even though he he's done some some bad things this season that we've seen him do, um, he's had to make some tough choices as to you know, you know, in his role to to keep him clean, but you know that scene for me really galvanized. It, it showed me that. He still wants out of this. He still wants to get back to a normal life, and I don't really think that's possible anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We were talking about this, uh, I think, last episode when he called Rebecca out for, you know, basically, and the FBI for getting him addicted to this drug. Yeah. Um, and I think that reality hasn't really set. I mean, he said it sort of in defense, um, kind of in, a, in the heat of the moment, but I don't know if that reality has really hit him. Uh, for me... That moment where he had with with Piper that you were just talking about was showing sort of where he would be maybe a little further along, a little longer after taking NZT, where you have fully accepted this is this is it. I mean, I think there's only so many times that you can experience that the the greatness and everything you can do, all your abilities enhanced on NZT, and not have that overcome your life as the standard mm-hmm. i mean i think that tipping point has happened for piper so she knows that she's like she will never be satisfied by a normal life um brian because it's a little bit newer sort of striking me as uh you were saying like maybe it is a little naive but i think he is like hey maybe maybe i can do this maybe it's not you know i i can just play guitar or something and and keep a simple life mm-hmm. but um i don't know i mean it's sort of like you know when you when you see what's behind the curtain like can you can you stop which um, is crazy to show that it's not everything it's you know i feel like a lot of the reason we started watching the show and i'm sure a lot of viewers started watching the show is because they want to think about what it's like to be on nzt mm-hmm. and how amazing it must be but mm-hmm. it shows that at the end of the day it's not everything right Being able and to it's use, still a drug it's still a drug it's still still not good people with significant side effects that yeah. if go untreated lead to death yes so when Bad you were ta- talking before JB about them possibly not giving him any more NZT I thought well that means that he's dying but it would be a really interesting plot point if Rebecca goes you know I can't trust you anymore and Nas the same thing hmm. but I think like you were saying Amanda the, the, the desire, the adrenaline rush from solving all these cases is too much for Rebecca to recommend that. And Nas has got to be getting some credit, too, for getting all of these cases done and yeah. taking care of a lot of the yeah, issues. Yeah, her that, department Brian has been killing yeah. it since yeah. Brian arrived. The, the, I mean, she's got to have free reign over, like, everything. I'd have to think so. She's in a really good position, and she really does want Brian back. She says so she can shoot him in herself yeah. right but i think it's to, to well and i saw in that wrist. scene too a little bit of a maternal instinct like she yeah. seems i mean i think i even wrote down nas cares about him all like he she cares a little bit <laughs> right well, you, can, you can see it in her she eyes does, she you does can see it in her eyes. she cares about like, like him. a mama bear like a don't mess with my well we've talked about this before like yeah. don't mess with my my people yeah. my cub 
My cup. Um, but yeah, I mean, she definitely cares about him. Also, I mean, she has to know that there would be a huge catastrophe if if anything did happen to Brian. Obviously, yeah. his dad would raise a stink pretty oh, pretty yeah. big. He's, we saw he from tonight. Would that's a little bring scary. the house down. I loved <laughs> him tonight. He yeah, was great. Ron Lufkin was great tonight, and. No, he wasn't acting as an attorney, but he is an attorney. So exactly. there's going to be a certain amount of language that he uses that suggests that he is bringing the law. Right, he knows side. how to right. pull those. He hard knows, but it's, you know, he probably treated Rebecca a little harshly, but I, it's understandable. I mean, he's in a situation where his son is missing and nobody knows where he is. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. in dad mode. Yeah, and and really, they said they had satellites orbiting the Earth and they couldn't find him. That's scary. I don't remember that part. It's not Nas when she says she's going to go on vacation. Oh, I don't remember that. She, when Rebecca says she's going to go on vacation, Nas is like, we have fl- people flying. We have people okay. on the ground. We even have satellites orbiting the Earth. Right. Right? Well, so I mean, it's a it's what tough. she said. But, but, but remember when what the Malaysian Airlines flight went down and, you know, they had satellites <laughs> so yeah. looking all over that stuff. I mean, there were millions of people. I remember myself going onto this website and you could comb through an image and try and like look for debris and mark the debris on on the website so that somebody else could review it and see if it was suspicious or wreckage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And there were millions upon millions of these tiles of images that you'd have to go through. So it's not surprising to me that a satellite would be fo- you know right. shooting photography of where Brian might be, and then you never having a chance to figure out where exactly. he is. So, I mean, that's, plus, that's he has yeah. been on NZT. Like, you know, Piper had a, a stash build up. They've been on NZT the entire week. Right. Obviously trying mm-hmm. to do this little, uh, like, romance heist thing that they had planned. But, you know, I think that they would also keep into consideration that the FBI would be looking for them. Mm-hmm. Like Brian brings that up a number of times when he he got captured, he brought it up like um they ha- we can assume that they were very careful about their Well, he wasn't at the start of the episode. I was I was getting nervous. I was like he's mouthing off and he's telling these guys everything. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's a bit of a, a lightweight. You get a couple shots in him. No, he had a lot of shots. Up. There were like three to begin with. Yeah, then, then there were four. Yeah, no, it then come, there were two it was, more. I think it was four, three, and then two. Okay. Oh, you wrote so, down. Yeah. So nine shots. That's crazy town. That's and, a lot. Well, and he's going mouthing <laughs> off. Jimmy's like, that's a normal Friday night that's, for me. That was Tuesday JD's, morning. That was Jimmy's no Saturday last week. Uh, he, he was hungover on Sunday. But uh, well, we're not going to hang out with you on Thursday. I can't even imagine what you're going to be doing on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, that out. is Thursday. It's exciting. Yeah. JB, no, I'm going to be marching yeah, here with green, beads yeah, and green exactly. beer. Uh, <laughs> I'll be Ubering to the studio. Exactly. Very smart. Uh, no, it's a work. But, it's a school night, Frank. Yeah, sure. Okay. Point being, uh, <laughs> as it regards to the show and getting drunk, it's like, Brian, why are you out there mouthing off about all this? Yeah. Just because you've had a few drinks. That's what I right. thought this episode was going to be about in the beginning was him telling them all this information then they turn out to be like the rough the russian mob or something right. exactly yeah that's what i screwed. feared when he was telling the guy who was just staring straight ahead and saying yeah. nothing yeah the, yeah the bodyguard yeah, who bodyguard. ended up you know but getting maybe he doesn't Piper. speak english maybe yeah. he doesn't speak english um, fingers crossed but yeah i mean i think after that the last one he was just talking to the bartender who wasn't even listening he was yeah. just blatantly talking out loud in a crowded place which we've all done don't lie <laughs> that's true. fair enough we've all been there 
<laughs> Touche. You've Touché. been there, JB. We all know you've been there. <laughs> Perhaps. I mean, I don't know if I've ever divulged confidential information. FBI information. FBI, FBI information of that the high. The secret drug yeah. that you're taking. Exactly. <laughs> Probably not of that clearance, but I'm sure I've said some stuff that would be regrettable, knowing in retrospect. Good, I'm glad you're saying this on uh, on our wonderful so, podcast, hey. so thousands of clean. people can uh, hear. Absolutely, Get it off your chest. <laughs> totally honest. That's what we're about here, integrity. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go to predictions. <laughs> I uh, I think that wraps it up. I, anything else from this episode you guys want to talk about? No, I just think that the tension's really amped up mm-hmm. this week with Brian basically being a man with no nation now. Um, he won't be welcomed back uh, with open arms from anybody. His family, the CJC, the Mora organization, no one's going to want him now. So I, I'm predicting he's going to come back and he's going to be a man without a mission, but that ultimately him and Rebecca will have a reconciliation to where she brings him back on his side. But right. I, I also think I'm going to make a prediction for the end of the season. I think Brian will um, tell Rebecca that he's working for the Eddie Moore organization. Uh, he may be able to explain away the Sands correlation um, because he does. If, as long as he doesn't admit it, it could be another tall, thick, bald guy. You know? right. It doesn't have to be Mr. Sands with a British accent, um, though she'll have her suspicions. I think in the ultimate episode of this season, he's going to tell her. Hmm. I think that I think that Eddie Mora might give him some type of ultimatum or might have him actually have to do something to Rebecca or come up yeah. with some type of decision on on if to maybe possibly even kill her like and then he decides not to do it in the end or something like that i think something huge is going to happen there's one other thing i wanted to predict that you just reminded me of is that (laughs) i think eddie mora is going to set about persuading brian now because i kind of think brian is gonna go into his conversation with mora with an attitude of well a few more days and i'm done and i don't need you anymore I can get my shot from somewhere else. Mm. So I think it's going to move in more of a recruiting type of relationship where Mora wants to keep Brian happy instead of continuing to put him in the, you know, hmm. the sort of puppeting positions. Interesting. So I think the confrontation that's coming next week Whoa. is going to be one where Mora tries to smooth things over with Brian instead hmm. of... Right, because even if if he is suspicious of Brian and thinks he's an enemy because he's met with Piper again, don't you want to keep your enemy close? You you don't want the person that who could really do damage to you to think that you're coming after them because then they'll right. actually do it. Be nice to him, find out what he knows, and then you know end it a different way. And that's how Eddie would do it. That's how a I think smooth, it cool, calm, and collected kind of way. Right. I think that Piper's going to come back as well, and, and there's going to be their little romance going on, which is going to she affect... She belittles it. Their little romance. Their love affair. <laughs> but but I think Rebecca, that's going to start to play a toll on Rebecca, and it's going to be weird to see the dynamic between watching him with a girlfriend and Rebecca kind of having to deal with that, you know? Like, Rebecca... some I see, like, in the future some type of, like, weird... You know, Rebecca comes to check on him, and he's, like, in bed with Piper, and she's just like, ugh. What's going on? Bring on jealousy. It's gonna be a little triangle. Ooh, a little, it's gonna be a little triangle. You think there's gonna be a, a catching them in the act moment? Ooh. <laughs> I know for the sake of you two, yes, I hope there is. 
I will. Because then we'll have that's a whole a, show about that. That's a welcome that. prediction. We've for already sure. seen them in bed together. I don't really know. I don't think we're going to get much more on network we're television. Much more than that. No, I, re- I, re- <laughs> yeah, I really hope that uh, we do get more Piper. They set themselves up for such a great storyline arc. I think them working together is so cool to see mm-hmm. two people at the top of their game sort of crack things uh, is really cool. I mean, I'm going to uh, shoot my own prediction down just because from from a story standpoint it's almost too powerful like if they are together yeah so i feel like they're gonna have to dismantle the the uh the briper team a little bit somehow mm-hmm. and, and whether the, i think they teased us with uh eddie mora capturing her i think if there's some type of conflict with um, Rebecca on one side and Piper on the other um, all under the control of Eddie Mora that Brian I think for the sake of, of the greater good would would help Rebecca um, even though he loves Piper um, yeah I just I it, from a, sta- a story standpoint I feel like you know can there be a full season two with like uh brian and and piper i mean i hopefully she escapes and she comes back (laughs) (laughs) but um you know it's such a powerhouse team that i feel like eddie moore if he is smart at all would try to dismantle that asap Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we'll 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 see see man next week we get bradley cooper back so that's gonna be an exciting episode obviously definitely stay tuned guys until then where can the people find you guys you guys can find me on twitter and instagram at let's go frank m and you can find me at amanda fta 31 awesome you guys can find me at hey john blake and we will see you next week later guys bye guys from executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz tv buzz you later the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz tv or its owners or principals